lad, dressed in jeans and a tie, stood before a lecture hall of stunned farm kids like me and spoke thrillingly of Henry James's masturbation of the comma. I was riveted. I had never before seen a man wear jeans with a tie. The ancient cave, of course, had produced a mystic. My childhood had produced only me. In the corridors, students argued over Bach, Beck, balkanization, bacterial warfare. Kids said things to me like, You're from the country. Is it true that if you eat a bear's liver, you'll die? They asked, Ever know someone who did you-know-what with a cow? Or, Is it an actual fact that pigs won't eat bananas? What I did know was that a goat will not really consume a tin can. A goat just liked to lick the paste on the label. But no one ever asked me that. From our perspective that semester, the events of September, we did not yet call them 9-11, seemed both near and far. Marching poli-sci majors chanted on the quads and the pedestrian malls, The chickens have come home to roost! The chickens have come home to roost! When I could contemplate them at all, the chickens, the roosting, it was as if in a craning crowd through glass, the way I knew from art history people stared at the Mona Lisa in the Louvre. La Gioconda. Its very name like a snake, its sly, tight smile encased at a distance but studied for portentous flickers. It was, like September itself, a cat's mouth full of canaries. My roommate, Murph, a nose-pierced, hinky-toothed blonde from Dubuque, who used black soap and black dental floss and whose quick opinions were impressively harsh, she pronounced Dubuque, Dubuque, and who once terrified her English teachers by saying the character she admired most in all of literature was Dick Hickok in In Cold Blood, had met her boyfriend on September 10th, and when she woke up at his place, she'd phoned me in horror and happiness, the television blaring. I know, I know, she said, her voice shrugging into the phone. It was a terrible price to pay for love, but it had to be done. I raised my voice to a mock shout. You sick slut, people were killed. All you think about is your own pleasure. Then we fell into a kind of hysteria. Frightened, guilty, hopeless laughter I have never actually witnessed in women over thirty. Well, I sighed, realizing I might not be seeing her all that much from then on in. I hope there's just hanky, no panky. Nah, she said. With panky, there's always tears, and it ruins the hanky. I would miss her. Though the movie theaters closed for two nights, and for a week, even our yoga teacher put up an American flag and sat in front of it in a lotus position, eyes closed, saying, Let us now breathe deeply in honor of our great country. I looked around frantically, never getting the breathing right. Mostly, our conversations slid back shockingly, resiliently, to other topics. Backup singers for Aretha Franklin or which Korean-owned restaurant had the best Chinese food. Before I'd come to Troy, I had never had Chinese food. But now, two blocks from my apartment, 
next to a shoe repair shop was a place called the Peking Cafe, where I went as often as I could for the Buddha's delight. At the cash register, small boxes of broken fortune cookies were sold at discount. Only cookie broken, promised the sign, not fortune. I vowed to buy a box one day to see what guidance, obscure or mystical or mercenary but Confucian, might be had in bulk. Meanwhile, I collected them singly, one per every cookie that came at the end atop my check, briskly, efficiently, before I'd even finished eating. Perhaps I ate too slowly. I'd grown up on Friday fish fries and green beans and butter. For years my mother had told me margarine, considered a foreign food, could be purchased only across state lines, at oleo stands hastily erected along the highway. Park